All right, starting the book of Proverbs. We'll be in Proverbs chapter 27 tonight, Proverbs 20, chapter number 27. And uh, we are not going to talk about one of the people of Proverbs this evening. I do not have my days confused. Uh, but if you come back on Wednesday, we will talk about uh, one of the people of Proverbs. But tonight I want to bring a message, a thought out of Proverbs chapter number 27. And the Lord has been good to us, giving us a good day, and I look forward to the remaining five months of the year. It's hard to believe that this year is more than half over, and we set some big goals uh, that we still have to work hard to uh, get to. And so I'll just mention, I'm going to mention some things at the end of the service, but things are going to start happening pretty quickly with these last remaining months uh, with us working towards the goals with all the different projects, and uh, I can already see how God is bringing uh, all these different projects together, and uh, we have a lot of, as the saying goes, a lot of irons in the fire. Uh, but uh, we wish uh, that, you know, we could just do one at a time, but it seems like God's bringing some things together. And so I want you to continue to be praying, and I look forward to what God has, and let's finish the year strong. But I want to give you a thought. I want to get a thought across this evening, and I want to re- use one verse in Proverbs chapter number 27 uh, to do it. And the thought that I'll go ahead and give you that I want to get across is stay in in your place. Uh, stay in your place. Now, if it only takes me 20 minutes to get this thought across, then in 20 minutes, we'll go home. But looking at the, this crowd, it's probably going to take me like an hour and a half uh, to get this thought across. Uh, no, I don't think it'll take that long, but I just want to get a simple thought uh, across. And so if you'll pay close attention Uh, Maybe it won't take us too long this evening, uh, but give me your attention. And let's go ahead and ask the Lord to to help us tonight. Father, we come to you once again. Uh, May your word speak to our hearts. May uh, the truth that will be presented tonight, may we see the importance of it. Uh, May we uh, use, uh, may we allow the word of God to uh, teach us this, maybe from a little bit different perspective. But nevertheless, may we see the importance of it. And Father, I pray that your people be helped tonight. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to read a verse in just a moment, but I want to remind us, as we've seen from the book of Proverbs on Wednesday nights, uh, God uses this book from a very practical aspect to teach lessons. And I hope that you've been able to be here on these Wednesday nights, and I encourage you, if you haven't been able to make the Wednesday night Bible study, make make it an effort to be here. Put it in your schedule. I know know you come right from work. It'll be worth it, I promise you. Uh, You'll get some things that'll help you. But from a practical aspect, we, we learn... Uh, different truths uh, about what it is to be foolish, to be wise, all those things. And tonight we're going to look at one simple verse uh, that as you read your Proverbs of the day, uh, there's a lot of wisdom we read that we don't always take the time to digest and don't have the time maybe to to digest at that moment. But there's a verse this evening that I want us to read that I believe will teach us something if we allow it. Verse number 8 of Proverbs chapter number 27. As a bird that wandereth from her nest, so is a man that wandereth from his place. Uh, And as I've already mentioned, the Lord uses things that we see and things part of our world that uh, we are aware of to teach us a lesson, to teach us something that's very important. And and we see a comparison here in verse number 8, as a bird that wandereth from her nest. And as you, you think about this truth, we think about that nest that a bird has. I would say everybody in the room tonight has seen a bird's nest. Uh, Perhaps you've held a bird's nest. We know that birds have nests. What that nest is uh, made out of uh, different things. It's made out of grass. It's made out of twigs. 
Uh, it's made out of debris. Uh, some nests even have dried bird saliva. Uh, and so it's an amazing thing to see a nest and what uh, that bird does. And perhaps maybe you've seen a bird uh, build a nest in a tree uh, at your house or someplace like that. And, uh, but to see that, that nest and the shape that it takes, and it's really an amazing thing. Some, and some birds, they just, it's just a hollow in the ground. It's, it's something that they use, but they have that nest uh, that they have the bird in its nest. No, when you see a nest in a tree or in a bush, you don't think that some dog lives there. You say, I wonder what animal lives in, in that. No, it's a bird's nest. Uh, that's why you, uh, you, we, we associate that nest with a bird. Uh, some, some thoughts about a, the, the bird's nest. The smallest bird nest, think about this, are just <clears throat> two centimeters across. And two to three centimeters high. If you think of you think of an old thimble, about the size of a thimble, that's a small nest, isn't it? Uh, at the other extreme, there are some nests that measure more than 36 feet in diameter and stand nearly 16 feet tall. Now, I, I don't I don't want to see the bird that lives in <laughs> in in that. Uh, nest, uh, but there are some large nests, and you think about the effort that goes into building that nest. Some nests are estimated estimated to weigh more than two tons. Think about that. Uh, that's a big nest. The and certainly uh, in most of those cases, it would be a nest that. Uh, large birds have built, and then when they leave it, there's other nests that they build on that and build on that, but these nests that are that big, that large, from the smallest little bird that would live in a nest that's not even an inch in diameter to the large nests that would be 16 feet tall. It's an amazing thing, isn't it, when you see the spectrum of the different birds and the different size of birds. I didn't know you were going to get uh, uh, National Geographic on Sunday night, did you? Uh, but the thought of the, the, the birds and the nest and uh, the, the, the thought that goes into them and the grass and the twigs and the debris and how meticulous they are. If you just take a bunch of random twigs and a bunch of random blades of grass or whatever those nests are made out of, uh, it, it just in itself, there's nothing spectacular about it. But when you watch the bird and uh, the the bird with his little beak and picking up these things and taking it and putting it and weaving and making a nest, to to say that there's no God, people just aren't paying attention. To say there's no God, you're just denying the fact that there is a God. It is just rebellion against the obvious facts that there there has to be a God. Who designed this? How does a bird go about doing this? It's not something that mama bird teaches her baby birds. It's not something they go to school for to learn how to survive in their world. It is something that God puts in them. It is something they just know to do. They know when it's time to build that nest. They know how to build that nest. They find a place 
to build that nest. It's something that is just in them. Now, why do birds need a nest? It's not just a home. It's not just what they need that place of security and that place where they need to be. But why do they have that nest? They have to have that nest for their own safety, but mostly so they have a place to lay their eggs. They have to have a place where those eggs are laid and then they sit on those eggs, which is necessary for the incubation period. Then after a period of time, what's going to happen with those eggs? They're going to, they're going to hatch. Then those little birds are going to need food brought to the nest. When those birds are small and they don't, they're not yet able to fly, they, mama don't bring those birds with her to get the food. The food is brought to them and they're defenseless. And so that bird stays close to the nest so that those babies can be protected so that the babies can be fed. Uh, recently, oh, in the last year or so, there's uh, what noticed uh, um, outside of my house, there's a hawk that um, you'll always see perched and uh, sitting on uh, a tree limb or, or sitting on the power line and looking. You say, what is he looking for? He's looking for lunch. And one particular day, I was, I was sitting outside, and, I, and I, was, I was watching this hawk, and well, he, was, he, was, he was looking, and he was, he, was, he was dialed in on something. And I'll not go through the whole story, but I looked across the field, and there was a couple of rabbits. That's what he was dialed in on. And I'll not tell you what happened after that, um, but hawks are very good at what they do. I'll just leave it at that. But then I watched, I mean, that, that hawk, that predator. And truthfully, the only hope a rabbit has is to hide, is to get to where that hawk can't. Otherwise, it has, it has no protection. Otherwise, it's no match for that hawk. It's an interesting thing. I saw that one day. Another day, I saw that same hawk. Apparently, as he was landed in a tree, all of a sudden, I see him come out of that tree with a bird, a fraction of his size, just attacking it, trying to peck at it, chasing it all over the place. Boy, what a change. One day, you're after the rabbit, and that rabbit's running from you. The next day, there's a little bitty bird, a fraction of your size, chasing you all over the place. What had happened? Well, the hawk got too close to the nest to protect that nest that she took the twi twigs and the blades of grass and the leaves, and she fashioned it. That was her nest. She, she, she did that because God put it in her to fashion that nest. And God didn't just put that in the bird to make the nest. God put it in the bird to stay close to the nest because there's a purpose for the nest. Let me make a couple of 
further statements about the bird as we look at our text as a bird that wandered from her nest. This verse of Scripture reminds us it's not natural for a bird to wander from its nest. Because God put in the bird to build a nest and then to stay close to that nest because of what that nest is for and the value of what's in the nest. Also, we must be reminded if a bird wanders from its nest, it forsakes its responsibility. So therefore, it would make no sense for a bird to wander from its nest. It's because God puts it in them to stay close to that nest. God puts it in them to protect what's in the nest. God puts it in them for, just as I described, that little bird to... Now, the truth of the matter is, if that hawk that that bird was pecking after wanted to, that little bird was no match for that hawk. But at the same time, that hawk wanted nothing to do with that little bird because that little bird was upset. Why? Because God put it in them to not leave the nest, to protect the nest. Now, notice the contrast in our text. As a bird that wandereth from her nest, so is a man that wandereth from his place. God gives man a place. God gives man responsibilities. God gives man uh, things that they are supposed to do. Uh, society has drifted so far. It, it, it used to be in, in, in responsibility has been attacked by our society and in loyalty has been attacked by our society, and, and responsibility has been attacked. And now uh, you, you see, and boy, I hope we're wise enough as Christian people to look what's taking place in our society and, and the attack on the home and the attack on the genders and the, the attack on the role of the man in the home and the, and the woman in the home and what God has ordained. God has put it in for us to fulfill our responsibility. It ought to be just as odd for man to leave the place that God has given him as it is for a bird to wander from the nest. It ought to be just as strange for, for a, a parent to not fulfill their responsibility as it is for a bird to go against what God put in them and to wander from the nest. What happens if that bird wanders from the nest? Well, the nest will be destroyed. The eggs will be destroyed. Those little birds have no protection. So as a man that wandereth from his place, with this simple verse in mind and this simple thought in mind, let me just make four statements to you. When a man wanders from his God-given place, he goes against what God intended. Number one, when a man wanders from his God-given place, he goes against what God intended. Uh, God, when God places us where he has us, it is not natural, it is not good for us to wander from what he has given us. Uh, uh, it, is, it, is still, it is still God's plan uh, for a man to take care of his home. Well, I, I thank you, men, for the four amens that you gave me there. It, it is still God's plan for man to be in his place. 
in this society has attacked manhood. It's like, well, toxic masculinity. You're, you're one of those guys that believes in toxic masculinity. Well, if that's what masculinity is, I'll plead guilty. Uh, you, know, you know, the beaches of North, we didn't take uh, foreign field with, with men, with, with, with a bunch of guys with, that just got a manicure and, and a man purse. I mean, masculinity is what did it. And it takes manhood to show up to work every day. It takes manhood to make sure that my family is going to be cared for. It takes manhood for me to be where I'm supposed to be. And, and the same could be true of, of the responsibility of the lady in the home and the responsibility of, of mom in a home. When a man wanders from his God-given place, he goes against what God intended. And we would do good in our country if we would just get back to, I'm just going to do what God has given me to do. I'm going to do what God has commanded me to do. You can apply this to ministry. If God has given you a place to serve, don't wonder from it. Don't wonder from it. You, you show up where you're supposed to show up. You be where you're supposed to be. We joke through the years because we've had space issues, and if you don't get there and get your chair, somebody else is going to sit in it. And what the church split over? Somebody sat in my seat. Well, that seems kind of trite. You don't understand. It, 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 we, we joke about that. But you know there's something to that that people know that you're going to be sitting where you always sit. You're going to be where you always are. I'll tell you, some of you got me a little, a little worried tonight because you're not where you normally are. Some of you just off from a few seats. And you switch sides on me. It's really bad. Let me tell you, there's comfort when we stand in that first hymn. And I, and I stand here and I scan the crowd, the crowd and I say, they're where they always are. They're where they always are. They're where they always are. Where's so-and-so and where's so-and-so? Now, don't y'all get together and all decide to move around on one Sunday. Don't do that to me. But you get the point that I'm making. When we wander from our God-given place, it goes against what God intended. God has given us responsibility. Uh, parents, teach your children to be men. Your, your young boys to be men. Teach your young ladies to be, to be, to be godly ladies. To fulfill the responsibility in the home. And by the way, the more you say, well, my, my, my daughter needs to find somebody. My husband needs to find somebody. Let, let me help you with that. The more masculine the man is, the more feminine of the lady he'll attract. The more feminine of a lady, the more masculine of a man. Rear them to be what they're supposed to be. Rear them to be in their place. And that word of duty and responsibility, it's not a bad word. It's something that needs to be instilled. There's something that God commands us to do. It is my place. I'll tell you, as a, I've been married for, I forget how many years. It's, it's 28 years. Thank you. 20, 28 years now, and uh, it's not, it has not always been fun. It has not always been easy. It has not always been pleasant to fulfill my responsibility as the head of my house. But it's always been my responsibility. And, and my children, when they leave, they all leave home. Hopefully one day in the future, when they all leave home, they may not be able to say that their father was a perfect man. But I want them to be able to say that when duty called, he was always in his place. He always fulfilled his responsibility. He always stood where he should have stood. Well, there's something to us standing in the place that God has given us to stand. 
It would be odd for a bird to make that nest and to lay those eggs and then just to leave them. When a man wanders from his God-given place, he goes against what God intended, number two. When a man wanders from his God-given place, he leaves others vulnerable. Why must that bird stay close to the nest? Because there's others there that must be protected. Part of the problem our society, we've got a lot of people who aren't fulfilling their responsibility. And they're leaving others vulnerable. It's still God's intention for children to grow up with a father and a mother in the house. Now, in our church, I commend Single fathers, single mothers who've had to rear their children by themselves. I commend you for that. That's not the way God intended it. Somebody shirked their responsibility. Now, by the way, God, aren't you thankful that we would all be left to, to, to destruction but for God? And if you come from a home with a single parent and some of you kids are here there, well, I, I just grew up with one parent in, in my house. That doesn't mean that you're less than somebody who didn't grow up that way. That doesn't mean God doesn't have something for you. It doesn't mean that God doesn't have a plan. As a preacher's kid, I married a bus kid from a single home. God, God has a plan for, 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 for everyone. But when a man wanders from his God-given place, he leaves others vulnerable. Leaves others vulnerable. You know, you can, we, can, we can look at this as a society. And, it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's, it's indisputable that when there's a strong father in the home, it makes a difference. I'll tell you, uh, you, know, and I, you know, of course, we know this to be true, and, and I've emphasized this, that what would change our nation more than a political revolution is a spiritual one. And Jesus Christ makes the difference. But let me tell you, more than even a political revolution, what we need is we need a revival of manhood and responsibility and of men accepting their responsibility. Uh, you, 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 you young husbands and, and young single men who one day want a marriage and want a home, you fulfill your responsibility that you have to fulfill uh, before you take on the responsibility of people you have to care for. Thank you. Um, when a man wanders from his God-given place, he leaves others vulnerable. Don't leave your children vulnerable. I love pastoring. It's, it's an honor to do what I get to do. I thank God that he, 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 this is what he created for me. This is why he created me. But I'll tell you, there's parts of pastoring I like better than other parts of pastoring. But I have a responsibility to do it all. There are some things that, quite frankly, are not fun. There's aspects of this that are not pleasant. Very difficult. You say, well, sounds like you're complaining. I'm not complaining, I'm making a point. If I shirk my responsibility, I'm leaving somebody vulnerable. And quite frankly, that's what's happening in a lot of even independent Baptist churches. It's not that this book 
is, it, it has changed. It's not this book still is the answer. It's not that the old-time way doesn't work anymore. It's there's people shirking their responsibility to preach the whole counsel of God, to confront things and to, to, to battle the wolves that will come in and, and spoil the flock. There's a responsibility that must be done. Otherwise, somebody's going to be left vulnerable. Somebody is going to be exposed to the danger and what happened to them. Now, there are some who will make the decision to go against that the love and care that others, others have invested in them, they'll go against the Word of God. Everybody has a free will. They can choose uh, what they, they, they're, they're going to choose what they want to do, but let it not be said on our watch that uh, the next generation uh, was spoiled because we did not fill our post. That we did not fulfill our responsibility. We did not do what it is that we're supposed to do. I don't like it. I don't like it when, when somebody says, Pastor, I'm going another way. Pastor, I'm making my own decisions. I'm, I'm going I'm to go against the things that I've been told. I don't like it at all. I don't like it one bit. It breaks my heart. I, I don't enjoy that. But, but I sleep a little bit better at night if I can say I've done everything that I could have done. I preached every message that the Lord put on my heart to preach. I said everything that I should have said. I prayed every prayer that I should have prayed. And parent, that ought to give you some hope and response. If you brought your children to the house of God faithfully and they chose to go another way, you fulfilled your post. You did what you were supposed to do. And I want to challenge us tonight and remind us when a man wanders from his God-given place, he leaves others vulnerable. If you don't want to keep your post, fulfill your post for you, do it for your kids. Do it for your grandkids. Do it for these kids that run around here, figuratively and literally. Number three, when a man wanders from his God-given place, he is rebelling against God's intention. He is rebelling against God's intention. Uh, we must be willing to fulfill and stand in a place that God... It's not natural for a bird to go against the things that I described. It's not natural for us to rebel against God's intention. I move quickly to number four. When a man wanders from his God-given place, he contributes to chaos. When a man wanders from his God-given place, he contributes to chaos. That scene that I described with that little bird chasing that hawk away, Say, so, well, that's interesting. And you can hear the little chirping in the, I don't know what that little bird was saying, but <laughs> saying it with a lot of conviction. What would have happened if that bird was not close to the nest? And those little babies were vulnerable. The chaos. In that little world. When we don't fulfill our, we look at, and this is, this is, this is, this is an indisputable fact. If, if it, you can deny the fact, but where we are in our society can be summed up like this. Preachers wandered from their God-given place. Fathers wandered from their God-given place. Mothers wandered from their God-given place. 
Christians wandered from their God-given place. You know what we have? Chaos. God is a God of order. And as long as we follow His order, everything runs the way it should run. But when we wander from our God-given place, it contributes to chaos. You know what? And if you just have to permit me to use this as an illustration tonight. You know why? And this is a goal of mine as a pastor. I don't care how much drama is out there. We're not having drama in here. We're not having drama in here. You keep your drama out there. Save your drama for your llama or your mama or whatever. But we're not having we're not having drama in here. Any drama that we have, I'll create it from behind this pulpit. But we're not having drama in here. You know why we don't have drama in here? Because I'm willing to exert the strong leadership that God demands that a pastor has. And not fade into the onslaught of this day against scriptural Bible leadership of a pastor. Well, he's just a tyrant. Whatever, I've been called worse. Somebody mistook me for a Florida Gator fan one time. I've been, I've been, I've been, called, I've been called much worse. Some of you are asleep, so I wanted to wake you up with that. You know there ought to be something about, oh, my daddy, he's going to blow a gasket if he... Well, we ought to fulfill our responsibility. Now, I, you can go, there's, there's, there, that pendulum can swing too far every direction. We must fulfill our God-given responsibility. If not, there's chaos. There's order in the home when everybody knows that dad's in charge. They may not like the decisions dad makes, but there's order. There's not chaos. If, if we know that this is the way it is, and this is what it's going to come down to, and well, there's, there's sometimes out here, in, and just pretend they're not in the service, sometimes I hear my kids talking about that. We know what dad's going to say. Man, that makes me feel so good that they already know what dad's going to say. And sometimes you're, they say they're not going to come talk to you, Pastor, because they know what you're going to say. Well, there's, there's order in fulfilling the responsibility of where God has placed us. And when we don't fulfill our responsibility, there's chaos. Just, just we, we watched it in our own country. It's like, all of a sudden, we don't want law and order. And you know what caused that chaos? And you'll just have to per, per, permit me to say this tonight. You have idiots saying, don't fulfill your role. And what do you have? Chaos. You have chaos. But we know that's what they... Should I feel bad for saying idiots in the pulpit? That's better than what I wanted to say. But uh, the point is, 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 is that I'm making is there's chaos when we're not fulfilling our responsibility. So let me conclude with this. Stay in your place. Stay in your place. 
It's better for you to be in your place and fulfill the role that God has given you and feel like you're not doing it well. It's still better for you to be there. Well, I, I, just, I just don't know if, if I'm the person. Well, if God puts you there, you're the person for it. Stay in your place. Men, stay in your place. And, and you, you'll understand what, what, what I mean by this. And just like everything else I say, if you want to twist it, you can do that. We have godly women here. But this has always been a man-led church. Say, why is that? Is it because the, the women are inferior? Absolutely. No, no. It's, it's because it's, it's the way God set it up. Now, I've already said it. We have godly women here. We have strong women here. I probably shouldn't use this as an illustration, but I'm going to. When my son-in-law, Colin, was here, he was working with me some around the church. And, of course, they're serving in Mississippi now at his home church. And, and he comes to me one day, and, and ladies, please don't take offense to this. He comes to me, he goes, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't know how you do it. He says, the women that work around here, I don't know how you do it. And I said, what are you talking about? He started naming all the women that work around here. And this person, and this person. and this. Now, understand, you women don't, don't, don't throw songbooks at him when they come to visit. He wasn't being critical. But the point he was making is like, they're so, they're so, they're strong. And they're so, in they have opinions. I'm watching, I'm watching how Becky interprets this because... She's one of those that are on staff, so. And, I, and, I, and this is my answer. is absolutely right. I said, a lot of the reason why we get the things done around here that we get the things done. I said, but let me tell you what they all know. They all know I may walk in one day and say, nope. And I just have days, no matter what they ask me, I just say, no. Pastor, can I? No, you don't even know. No. I say, well, that sounds silly. It's not. Because there ought, we ought to all be as strong as we possibly can be. And, and the balance that God has is you, you can't have it with, without men fulfilling their role, but you can't have it without godly women fulfilling their role. And you can't, can't have it without everyone doing what it is that they're supposed to be and supposed to do. And when we're not fulfilling our responsibility where God placed us in the place that He has given us to serve, it hurts the cause of Christ and it hurts others. It ought to be so rare. Everybody okay tonight? Um, all the ladies, you can have work off tomorrow. This is, just kidding. Um, <laughs> the point I'm making tonight is it should be pretty obvious that, well, we all ought to fulfill the role that God has given us. Another example of chaos is, is, you know, God puts a pastor in a church, and then God has the office of the deacon. And a lot of our churches, and I, there's a lot of good churches, that they're not structured the way the Bible structures them. The, you won't find in that Bible where the deacons make the decisions for the church. 
You won't find it. Now, a wise pastor will use the wisdom of the men God has given him to serve with. But what am I saying? We all have roles. We all have things that we're supposed to do. I'll close with this. As I want to remind you that as a pastor, I am a spiritual leader in your family, but I should not be the spiritual leader in your family. Dad, that's your job. That's your job. Don't leave your responsibility to the youth director, to a school teacher, to the pastor. You fulfill your responsibility. Now, God gives us the church, and I believe it's scriptural, that we we unite with that church. We put, put our family underneath that church. But I'm not going home with you. I'll come over from tacos from time to time, but I'm not going home with you. The point I'm trying to make is a very simple one. I'll be so odd amongst the people of Emmanuel Baptist Church that somebody's not in their place that I'll be as odd as a bird leaving her little eggs vulnerable. It'll be just as odd for that to take place with a bird in the nest as it is for a Sunday school teacher not to be in their spot. For a day, we, we all have, get worried, we all have burdens to be, I'm just, I'm just, I'm walking out. That's not normal. It should never be normal. It should be as odd as a bird not fulfilling that which God put in them. So wherever God has you, stay in your place. Stay in your place. Fulfill your role. Do what it is God has for you to do. Father, help us tonight as we consider this simple truth.